It started as a break from the mainstream, but by the mid-90s it encompassed anything that had a guitar and could be enjoyed by people under 40. In an era defined by so many great bands, which was the best? Mark Stoudemire says it's Green Day. Jared Bilski says it's Stone Temple Pilots. Let's see who wins on this episode of Peaks All Rock. Hello and welcome to Peaks, where we take a closer look at the most exciting peak moments in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture. We've got a good one today. I'm excited. Two great guests, two of my good buddies. Uh, first, a returning guest from uh, from season one, Mark Stoudemire. Hey, what's up, John? I'm hey, not only a returning guest, but favorite guest. I think my episode had the highest number of, of views, if I'm not mistaken. That's why I was brought back for this. Well, it's actually an audio medium, so it's not views, you know I mean. Listen, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that as it's inaccurate in every way that it could have been inaccurate, but I'm, I'm excited to have you back. I don't know. I'm, if glad, you're back. Yeah. I'm glad you had voice of reason here. Finally. <laughs> and my other guest, Jared Bilski. How are you? It's uh, I'm, that's, I can't believe how cocky Mark was for someone who's about to defend green day. <laughs> <laughs> but um. It's just weird. I'm on the I'm the only comic on this comic show. <laughs> right, this is going to be a good one, you dicks. Okay, our subject today is best alt rock band, mm. which I I hate I hate putting music into genres because any band that I would ever like would never fit cleanly into a genre. But I guess at this point, alt rock basically means any band that broke out between like 1991 and 2004. I guess like it's basically any band that made music for guys under 35 with really bad goatees, who <laughs> was certainly me for a few years in there. Yeah. Um, so each guest will be defending the band that they chose. Uh, I am the judge. I'm going to pose the questions and they're going to give the answers. Um, we're going to cap each topic at about four minutes. So that's two minutes a piece. Okay. And okay. Uh, yeah, before we start, any, do you guys have any thoughts that you want to impart about the era in, in general? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. We got these two bands here. Cause there are some, I still to this day, and I, even the band that uh, I'm going to be taking down in a few minutes, I still think they're a great band too. This was such a great era for music in general. You know, um, the title was shitty and the way they tried to pigeonhole people into, to like the, the whole grunge sound, but so many amazing acts came out of here, you know, besides STP, besides green day, you know, Pearl jam, um, Soundgarden, then like the spinoff bands, like audio slave, just such a great time for music and not just music, but it was like the last time before, albums you know really kind of fizzled out so you would have you you know you'd get a purple or you'd get a dookie and you'd listen to the record all the way through and people really don't kind of digest music that way anymore which is sad i would sit there with the cd and look at the the liner notes and go through and i'd get excited it would be like a whole event that is one thing i definitely miss 
That's such a good point. I I did the episode about hair metal. Uh, Again, another genre that I I hate, but that one actually, they did fit pretty clearly into that genre. No, but I hate the title hair metal. Obviously, (laughs) I love hair metal. I like this era more musically, but hair metal, you know, is probably even more fun to talk about (laughs) than this era, even if I don't like the music quite as much. That was such a good episode. By the way, I like... Chris Dolan is one of is like a treasure. The guy, like the not That's only the, the guy, the guy's joke writing is just. I think he's one of the most underrated dudes. And then he comes in and he's just got this like encyclopedic knowledge of music that he just throws out there so eloquently. I just I could listen to. Uh, to you guys, I could listen to Dolan talk about music all day, you know? <laughs> if we could convince Dolan to start a podcast, that would be awesome. That I would think be the do one about music. for this. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> no, but you, you made such a good point about the albums just being start to finish. And, you know, you would want to feel that way about any, you know, and any music that you like, any album you love. But I... I even said in that episode, the hair metal episode, it felt like there was a lot of filler on those albums. That was really a time where they made the singles. And if you listen to the albums, like, oh, this is the song they wanted everybody to listen to. But on any of these albums that we're going to be talking about, it would it's a little game that you played with your music nerd friends where you would talk about your favorite song on the album the second you bought it. And then if that song became a big hit, you kind of felt like you had mixed emotions about it. Cause you'd be like, fuck, that was my song. Now it's everybody's <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, any thoughts? No, I mean, um, I, it, it's, uh, no, I don't have anything more than what, um, Jared, I mean, obviously I was, a lot younger than Jared uh, during that time. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I think I didn't. I was in middle school in the '90s, so I. I mean, uh, listen. I don't think we have that huge of a gap, do we? Um, I was uh, when STP came out. I was like eleven or whatever. So. Well, they came out in '92. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, their first core was '92. Core was '92. They were like they started. Yeah, so. I would um, been seven. So a lot seven, younger. Uh, a lot four, younger. You're still hanging on to like the the four. Years. As we get older, those gaps <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was like when I was like thirty, and it was like there's a there's a twenty six year old. I was like ah oh, fucking young but person. I, now it's, it's like. Well, it's funny because as I kind of coming into this, and you're like alt rock band. I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't think you know it's hard to. But I do agree that they're both alt rock because. Um, you know, they both started out as a different genre. Green Day was a punk band and, mm. and Stone Temple was a grunge band. Stone Temple couldn't do grunge, so they went rock right away pretty much. But then but then Green Day eventually, like when you talk about like peaks, like this episode, you know, the 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 name of this podcast, like Green and you know, we can get into this later. Green Day, you can like really say had two peaks, and that would be Dookie, which everyone's already saying, and American Idiot. Is their yeah. set. I mean, they had two huge mountains in their career, which defined two kind of like same band, same members, same record label, pretty much. And they did it. They kind of reinvent themselves again. Right. Like there was a slump in between, you know, the two, but oh, they kind of did it back. So, yeah, it was. It's I, I like Green Day because I like that era of punk. I'm not a punk guy like Sex Pistols or or Buzzcocks or anything like that. I'm not like that era of punk or the Clash. I'm not really a big Clash fan. Like, so like, I not, like not like real punk. 
<laughs> no, I don't put safety pins in my in my <laughs> my jean jacket and my patches, you know, on the back or whatever. No, we'll, we'll no. get into it later. But I, I hate the notion. I know Bilski's fucking around, but I hate the notion of like that's not punk enough. It's yeah. like, well, maybe this band wasn't trying to be, you know, one person's definition of a music. That's kind of antithetical to art in the first place. Like it doesn't. They wanted to do so they've got a vision and yeah. like any of my favorite band, you know what I want their next album to sound like, whatever they want. I want to, I'm on their journey. Uh-huh. And if I don't like them anymore, then I don't need to listen to that album. But like, you're just, which is Nirvana funny because you're a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan and they've been struggling with coming out with music, dude. You, you, you would hope that they return to the Red Hot. Oh my God, you're wearing the shirt. Have they, <laughs> have they got Frashanti back? I know they have. They them, had to. Haven't. They had to because uh, yeah. their music was getting so yes. bad. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> so, so I, I don't want to be one of these curmudgeonly old guys that say music and is, isn't as good, but let's look at the year 1994. Both of these bands had a huge mm-hmm. 94, and I just have a list of albums that came out that year. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously got Green Day Dookie. And you've got Stunt Up Pilot's Purple. To break us down. You also have Biggie, Ready to Die. You have mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral, Soundgarden, Super Unknown, Nas Illmatic. Oasis, definitely maybe. Nirvana, MTV Unplugged in New York, Weezer, mm-hmm. Weezer. Yeah. Beastie Boys, Ill Communication, Pearl Jam, Vitalogy, Live Throwing Copper, Hole, Live Through This. Which that oh. album kicks ass, actually. Um, Offspring, Smash, Back Mellow Gold. Uh, we can just go on forever. REM, Monster. Th- there's just the, the amount of music that was coming out that year and Tom Petty Wildflowers. It's time to move on. It's time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way that's an old all-timer one of the best uh, records of, yeah. yeah well you know and I'll be honest Bilski really should have came out here with Soundgarden because I would have no argument with Soundgarden but he you know some type of pilots let's so, like, you know it's like they're a watered down Soundgarden there no, it's, it's no, like it's uh, like the, it's like the Campbell's soup of of uh of, yeah, so uh, of this, this wait a second like wait a second guy that's not familiar with the catalog it sounds like <laughs> you know what you're doing Soundgarden you're, you're trying to throw punches Soundgarden. at the weigh-ins Nobody rang the bell yet, okay, Mark? So I'm going to, you see, you were very excited, so I'm going to let you get started. Give me your opening argument, and I guess everybody knows the band, but explain, but but go ahead. All right, Green, Green Day. Green Day, I mean, not just probably, I mean, you, if you want to do, the, probably the best band of the 90s, probably one of the best bands of all time, you know, um, that, you know, their albums, they're, I mean, they're almost different bands, Deming Stone. I, I'm thinking about off the top of my head, and it's like Green Day has stayed together. It's the same threesome since their second album. And all the albums are good. They're just not commercial successes like Dookie and Nimrod, kind of, and American Idiot and, you know, 21 Bulls or Broadway, which is not one of my favorites, but it's, I think, their best album they've ever had. But, you know, they, they've, they are, they've set the bar. Not only that is like as a punk band, and they also created 
the rock opera, which never existed before. Tommy, can you hear me? Kind of to push Dolsky's earlier point is like listening to an album all the way through. Nobody was doing that in the 2000s. Green Day did it. People were listening to American Idiot. People were listening to 21 Bullets Over Broadway all the way through because they kind of found like that niche. But they not only that, but they, they ushered in a, a culture. I mean, I remember it was big to wear those kind of like pipe jeans. I mean, that was Green Day. People dressed like Green Day when I was little, like that. No one did that. That was Green Day that had like the collared kind of bowling shirts that were long and the long pipe jeans and the and the metal bead necklaces. That was Green Day. At least that's where I was from in Central PA. People dressed like that in the 90s, like kids, especially kids like myself. Not I didn't dress like that. I wasn't allowed to, but <laughs> I but but all the cool kids dressed like that were were um, but uh uh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that what Stone Temple Pilot did as far as albums are, but that's your stat. Your stat is if you want to know who's the better band, you, we can argue opinions, but the better band is about hey, three days in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, STP mm-hmm. isn't. Okay. I bet okay. you they sold twice as many albums than STP is. I'm not sure about I'm going to guess over time. I mean, that's uh, also a flaw because. SDP was only around for not as long as Green Day, but I uh, well, be honest. Bilsey's only argument is because Wyland's dead. If he was still alive, I'm bet you he would pick Soundgarden. Right now, he would have picked okay. Soundgarden. Well, Mark, uh, two two notes to your point. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Green Day sold 90 million albums worldwide, uh, and STP sold 40 million albums worldwide. Oh wow! So, pretty, yeah, so you pretty much you pretty much nailed that. <laughs> All right, Jared, go ahead, brother. All right. So first off the bat, if you want to do the stats thing, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta at least put the statistics out there, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't Green Day have 13 albums? STP yeah, put I out guess, like yeah. basically five albums. So to, to just say we sold 90 million records, it's kind of a little bit misleading, right? Anyway, here's the deal. It's not my fault your band couldn't stay together. I gave you your time there. <laughs> what is this, this parliament? Jesus. Um, all right, so look. It's hard for me to uh, to I don't want to shit on Green Day because <laughs> I think they're a good band. Like I think they're a very, 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 very good band. But like to compare the two bands, it, it's just there's no way to do it. Stone Temple Pilots is a superior band musically, right? The two DeLeo brothers are two of the most underrated musicians, period. Robert DeLeo has perfect pitch. Dean DeLeo is one of the only dudes playing jazz chords in these rock songs. If you asked any of the members of Green Day who was a better guitar player, Billy Joe or Dean DeLeo, I guarantee you they'd say Dean DeLeo. In terms of songwriting, sophistication, STP blows Green Day out of the water. A kid could pick up a guitar in seventh grade take a few months of lessons and play the entire Green Day catalog, there's still people that can't master an STP guitar solo. The different sounds from, you know, like they blended genres, each album was different. They put out, really, you can either say they put out five albums or six albums. I'm not sure how familiar Mark is with the catalog. I know the Green Day catalog, but they're like, in that time, their albums are far more solid start to finish, you know? And then, you know, you have to factor in this when the other thing is, I don't don't know how you want to do this, John. Overall green day, maybe, uh, maybe like in the scheme of things, they've had the longer career. 
They stayed together. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which SDP we're all still alive. Be. Yep. All right. That's. I mean, you know. All right. <laughs> okay, guys. So, you guys wait, wait, here's the thing. Between nine, the STP's career like was cut short by the singer, like you're saying. But between '92 and '01, '02, when they broke up, they were a far better band. So in that period, that's the period I'm really going to argue right here. They're a better band. And here's the other thing: live. Like when STP was like at their peak, when they were performing, they you could Green Day could not compare to Stone Temple Pilots in terms of live performance. All right. Well, listen, you're still hot, and uh, and we're not even on to like the the parts that are going to be scored yet. So I got the feeling both of you guys have a lot to say. I might start. I might impose the two minute limit. You know, mm. more harshly because it, it might just. Uh, I apologize, John. I didn't realize that this argument was best underrated guitar player. I thought it was best band, <laughs> so I apologize not knowing into this. I like that Bilski basically said. I like to that, make an uh, argument for Buckethead and Guns N' Roses. If that's the case. All right, I Bilski said that uh, that Green Day is John Stockton and that uh, Stone Temple Pilots is Isaiah Thomas. It's like dude, he won titles. He got it done in a short period of time. All right. So, Jared, you're on now. This is the first official point to go on. Better band name. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, another weird one. I would say Stone Temple Pilots. It's uh, It's got the acronym that you could throw in there. People say STP. It has the logo, the STP motor oil. It just looks cooler. Green Day, I don't know. Um, STP's original band name was Mighty Joe Young. And then they tried to build the name around STP, which one of their initial names was Shirley Temple's Pussy, which for obvious reasons they couldn't do. So um, I just think the logo, the aesthetics and the name, just the, the, the acronym combined with the three letter, the three word name makes it stronger. But I don't All think right. it matters that much. I think the, the music is really <laughs> the important thing. So. Yeah, well, you know, that's why it's not the only question, Jared. All right. But, and, and, and I'll also say to your point, most band names in a vacuum do suck. Even my yeah. favorite bands, if you yeah. would, if you would never heard of the Beatles, if you would never heard of Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones is like a depart. That's just a cool ass name, but that's why it's been taken forever. But yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, for instance, yeah, these these band names become cool band names because of the band a lot. But Mark, go ahead, dude. I mean, if it was Shirley Temple's Pussy, it'd be hard to argue that Green Day is the better <laughs> name. But it's Stone Temple's Pilot, which sounds like a 90s Nickelodeon game show. Dude, <laughs> Green Day is the better name. Again, they had a cool, unlike Mighty Joe Young, which I, I didn't know was their name. I thought it was a movie from, you know, with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But, you know, it, I think I, Green Day was, uh, the, the original name was Sweet Children, which was a cool name in and of itself. But I think there was like a copyright issue with that. I can't remember exactly. I think it had like maybe there was like another name that was close to it. Anyway, but Green Day was just about them smoking weed, which was awesome. I mean, you're thinking about how can you screw up a, a, a punk name in the ninth? Stone Temple Pilot was the only band, only band able to do it. I mean, you had Green Day, Nirvana, Sublime. There was a many thing out there. Stone Temple Pilot probably the weakest name of those bands in the 90s to come out. You're talking about name alone. It's probably the weakest name. Offspring was even a better name. Branson, a better name with Billy Joe Armstrong, some of them for. But yeah, go ahead. Well, Mark's on the board with the first point. 
Um, Jared, you're, you're not off to a good start there. Mark just wiped the floor with you. Your, your best, your best argument was who cares about band names? Um, yeah. The mighty, mighty Joe Young was a bluesman. So they had to, that's why they had to change the same thing. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, Mark, they were sweet children. The other band was sweet baby. Sweet baby. Yeah. So I get what I had to do. They were, but yeah. All right, Mark, you're up one Oh, so you, you were going first on this one. All right. Better Better music videos. Mm, I mean, are we, are we any music video? We're talking about a particular period. I mean, the, 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 the tracks for American idiot and holiday are awesome. Um, you know, it's, can you really do that though? I mean, cause I mean, I wasn't mean, around um, during time, uh, time, you know, time, no, time whoever life, created the better music videos. Oh, okay, your life is amazing music. I mean, who had the best music video? I, I mean, I've never seen a stone temple pilot music video because they they weren't relevant they're still not relevant i you know it's i green day <laughs> just by default because i love i love them watching them mtv that's i mean i remember getting the first album i got was um nimrod so that's always been like the 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 keystone for me even though it's not considered one of their better better albums i like that and so i remember watching that on mtv like but and then going back and watching some of the other ones and then you had obviously basket case and a couple other ones were awesome so i i mean i, I couldn't compare i mean <laughs> i mean Bilsky, go ahead i mean i've never seen any of the central pilot videos okay the vaseline video can't be that good by the way, you're really showing those that four year difference in age by saying that there were no Stone Stone Temple Pilots videos got so much play. They're on all. No, I, I, I've never seen one. I don't. I, I I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. Around. Did they? I'm, did I, they not show them in your weird Central PA town? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Where Green Day apparently invented Jenkos or whatever the fuck you're saying. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, STP videos, much like their music, um were like Green Day was good. It was okay. It wasn't surprising. It wasn't original. It was pretty obvious. STPs were dark. They were artsy. They were more complex, you know, from everything from Interstate Love Song where you're fading in a black and white color. It had the really cool intro with the old 20s film to Vaseline um, to something like Big Bang Baby, where they completely turned everything on their head and went lo-fi just like their music when it was cool to be overproduced at that time, to something like Lady Picture Show. just a, a beautiful kind of like old peep show video and then you can even talk about sour girl which is stp's biggest song which had the teletubbies and sarah michelle geller and was just a really dark creepy thing with this children's thing in the background so i think if you're going to talk about videos that complement the band and um that people would remember i mean you know besides mark who hasn't seen an stp video <laughs> i would have to say stp has the stronger more visually compelling body of videos. Jared, you won that round going away. And Congrats, uh, Jared, you won a point for a dead medium question. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is that better than a name? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, the name is way better. <laughs> by, by the way, Mark, 
you really had more meat. You know, you left a lot of meat on the bone there because Green Day does have some awesome videos and you weren't prepared to uh, to touch on them. So uh, so it's extra satisfying to award that point to Jared because he was obviously more ready. You got to bring your This is such a biased show against me. It was biased the last time I was on here. It's biased again. <laughs> it's one to one. Okay. I, I told I, you crushed it with the band name. All right. <laughs> So better lyrics. This is uh, this is chapter three here. Better lyrics. Versus the signature lyrics, I should say. And if you don't think those are the signature lyrics, you, you go right ahead. I mean, he um, he named his book after that, so that, that's fair to say. Um, th- this was a guy that was constantly almost dead, and constantly everyone was accusing him of selling out. So to kind of say fuck you to both of those things makes it a very, very powerful thing. But if you want to talk about lyrics, it, those two are worth all the while, little cutesy play on words, nice kind of song that would be on uh, B101 or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> lyrics there's no comparison all right um tripping that's good wyland's lyrics ambiguous visual filled with beautiful metaphors he was a poet green day's best known album is called dookie he was singing about masturbation and pot while wyland was painting lyrical pictures about struggling with heroin and fighting bipolar disorder there's just no comparison between the two lyricists you got you got a poet and a guy that seems like he's in like the battle of the bands in high school. <laughs> wow. I wish I would took such, such Wikipedia notes like Jared did before. It comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right here. I, you, 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 all right. Enough of that. Whatever. You know, <laughs> it's interesting that you chose, chose that, but it is, that line is good. And I will say this as, as comics and as Jared, a former comic, Writing, <laughs> writing, a, writing a line, writing words, and being a wordsmith is super important. And just that line, for what it's worth, it was worth all the while. I mean, you that thing is just structured rhythmically. It's, it, that song is a great song. And I think I hate to say mm-hmm. it because it's so overplayed. And it really, the song, the it, it's being played a prom, but really it's a fuck you to Billy Joe Armstrong's girlfriend at the time. So it's like the, the meaning is, definitely been lost from what it was intended to what probably what they make most of their money off of which is seinfeld reruns and uh prom replays but it the just the lyrical structure of like telling like just the telling his girlfriend at the time hey you know like it, it wasn't it wasn't all for loss but fuck you at the same time and uh just the structure of it i think it's a beautifully wor- worded that for for what it's worth it was worth all the while. I don't know how long it would take him to come up with something where like the syllables and the beats and the stylistic of it, or I mean, you're repeating words, which in our line of work is important. You can kind of like, you know, take that, take a word that, you know, means the same, but kind of twist a little bit. It's, it's, I don't know, rhythmically, it just sounds so much better. I mean, it's just, it's a smoother, a smoother, uh, a smoother line. And it's, and it's to, to, to your point, uh, you can pull anyone in this country. They probably couldn't tell you who said Jared's line, um, but people people have disagree. heard that line. That that song is probably their most yes. played song. Maybe besides maybe 
long view because of radio play. But right, you know, but, it's, uh, if you're gonna like, you could also quote like Savage Garden songs and shit like that too. That's a difference between a rock and roll song and and you know um uh an acoustic little lullaby that you could sing to your kid at night it's <laughs> so mark wins that round thank uh, you Bless he's up to one and and listen um for the record i think that both these guys are incredible songwriters and may, that's probably not the Green Day song with the lyrics that I'm most impressed with, though it, it is a fantastic line. There was like a half a minute where I even floated to my wife, maybe last night on earth should be our first dance. We were engaged at the time. And she shut that down pretty fast. But, you know, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, even mm-hmm. Basket Case. I mean, he, he writes, Billy Joe Armstrong writes really cool songs lyrically. But And, and I do agree with you, Jared, that uh, I Wyland's just a damn poet. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but Mark won that argument. Okay. Uh, all right. So Mark, you're up two to one. Thank and, you. And the uh, the next question you're gonna you're gonna this is you got your work cut out for you. Who had more slash cooler mystique going for them? I don't know where my work would be cut out. I mean, you're the the the, the Green Day for sure is the cooler band. I mean. Don't get me wrong. If you're a 40 year old dude who did drugs in high school, I'm sure SDP is, is the more mystique band. Why but are you coming you, at me? But if you are, <laughs> but if, if you're just looking at it from a music appreciation standpoint and you look at like, first of all, Trey, there's a drummer named Trey Cole. That's, that's the drummer's name. It's not his real name, but like the fact that they have a drummer who calls himself Trey Cole is amazing. Billy Joe Armstrong as a just these name mike dirt his, his last name is based on his like grunting you know when he would i think that's where they based it off it was like him like air guitar grunting when he was literally called him mike dirt or whatever um but like I, I don't billy Armstrong might be the only real name of the group but like they all have cool sounding names you know as far as mystique is concerned i don't know anything i mean you're talking about the 90s i, I don't know anything really you could really pinpoint as far as like what they were besides like they were a band that just like smoked a lot of weed, hung out, wrote songs in their in their basement. I mean, it was like the cool, like when you're a young kid and like that's kind of like that was like cool. I can see like SDB being cooler for like older adults. I'm not even being funny. I'm just like, I can see where like the the lit the language is more meaningful. There's like there's more of like some symbolism and metaphors and analogies, but like with Green Day, it was like, I told you from my standpoint, like I when I was listening to it, it was like these guys are just a little bit older than I am, and they're they're like living the dream. They're just doing what they love. They don't have any parental guidance. They're just killing it. They're young. I mean, they were signed so young to um what was the name of their lookout, I think was their was their first label. Um yeah. lookout or was it reprise the entire time? Was it lookout? Lookout, I get confused with lookout. Um but like that, they were, they were, the, they were just cool. They were really cool guys and being young and they were like, like Jared's talking about, they're talking about masturbation and, 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 and fucking up all the time and skateboard. Like, yeah, that's cool. That was cool shit when you were <laughs> okay. 13, 14 or whatever. All you right. Know? Bilski, go ahead, dude. Uh, like the key word here is mystique, right? I mean, that shit is I, for Mark to say, how cool is Trey Dirt and or um, Trey Cool and and Mike Dirt and like maybe to some like white kid in Central Pennsylvania, 
maybe i don't know but that shit just that shit just sounds like every fucking lame high school band in the world you know stp was a true rock and roll band in the last sense of the word wyland was one of the last great lead singers and mystique to me means you never knew what you're gonna get that dude was literally the guy was dangerous you didn't know he's gonna show up he was he was doing speedballs I mean, and he was putting himself out there. He was and like a lot of people don't talk about this. They just talk about him being this drug addict. But he, he was clearly a mentally ill dude, you know, and he was an artist through and through. I think to, to, when you use the word mystique, you got to talk about an artist. I mean, he had the swagger of Mick Jagger. He had a little bit of Morrison. He had a little bit of Bowie. He was a chameleon. He could change his vocal style. I mean, if you're talking about a singer and the band itself was just all around cooler, not just to like 40 year old guys or whatever, to everyone. Women wanted to fuck him and dudes wanted to be like him. I was at an STP show when I was like 15 years old. There was a, a, a big dude, big muscular dude, and you know, just shaved head covered in tattoos. Wyland's up there. This guy goes, you know what? He might wear makeup and maybe he sucked a few dicks in his day, but he still fucking rocks. And that was the attitude. People were so like homophobic and stuff like that. It didn't matter. He was still able to get through at that point. So I like how the argument was, who's the more mystique? And Jared's like, he's a little bit like Morrison. He's a little bit like uh, Bowie. Like, how's that mystique? But you're just copying other artists, dude. No, Green no, Day he was, was channeling Green Day was original. There I was get nothing was original not. about three-chord three punk rock that <laughs> has a little bit of commercial appeal to it like what is original about that <laughs> mark you gotta take your beating dude bilski like just asked you in that round bilski it's fun bilski bilski I'll, I'll, I'll give you the music video point but this one is this one this one's push me mystique this what what is a mystique what what is what is the mystique about green day it could have been any three guys in an all-white high school your argument was like they sang about weed and masturbation and like uh-huh. smoke weed in their room how is that is that anything original about that it's, the, the, well, the, they, they were definitely original band, but when you nailed it, when you talked about how dangerous he, it was and not he was and not really knowing which version of him was going to show up and how he was like kind of a shapeshifter and not that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't sincerely himself. He was just kind of all over the board and sexually ambiguous. All that's he was fucking rock and roll, man. And and you said it way better than me. Bilski wins that point. Mark, Mark Bilski wins that point. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Next round. Who had more fun? Go ahead, Jared. Fuck, man. (laughs) Do I win any points if I say green? (laughs) I had more fun. (laughs) I, I was about to say my, my argument would be about how the SCP isn't having any fun. I wouldn't be promoting <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, 
the the rest of the band I, I i would make my argument like those guys looked like they were having a lot of fun but they spent most of their career kind of like wondering if a singer was going to be off the rails and that like th this is one of those ones where uh maybe i'll just uh, take the forfeit i i can't find a good argument for who was having more fun but i can say that like when they were on i feel like they were making a deeper connection with the audience and that might sound ridiculous but find me mark find me green day's best set live ever and just compare it to what you saw at 2001 rolling rock town fair stone temple pilot just watch that show and tell me that you can compare those two bands maybe they're not having more fun but uh they're definitely on another level. So way to not answer John's question and get <laughs> off the mark. <laughs> Bilski, that was a tough one. If I was you, the, the argument I would have leaned into, it would have been also in the live performance, but we haven't even talked about how great of a dancer Wineland is. And you didn't go there. I think that it shows some uh, genuine joy, you know, with true, your yeah. music to really express yourself that way. And it came out in a lot of the videos. It's like, wow, the way that dude moves is, is yeah, I awesome. feel like I should have kind of like, talk to you before since you have that vendetta <laughs> against mark anyway you probably would have given me <laughs> in fairness i don't like it's either of you no it's obviously me versus three of you guys anyway so it's this is an uphill battle in the long run i can't believe i got two points <laughs> mark go ahead i agree to have more fun i mean we, 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 <laughs> you're comparing it to a band you're talking about a band that broke up and and the, the, the mental illness and everything you know and inner fighting all the time green day literally came out with three albums about fun music they just want to come out uno dose trey was just music they want to do for fun and they made money off it, which is incredible. Dude, their songs were just about what they were doing. You know, like their, their songs were like, hey, what are we doing right now? We're going to make a song about. Yes. I mean, it, to Belsey's point, the deeper connection is probably more so STP than, than Green Day, you know, but more fun was first. And now, if Belsey's argument is who's having more fun at a festival, I, I, then who's the argument? Who's on more drugs at that festival would be the argument then. <laughs> You're such a square, Mark. You're very upset at people doing drugs. Uh, Mark, this is um, this was probably about as unfair as the Mystique question. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Mark wins this round. And you're up 3-2, yeah. and you're bitching to the refs the entire time. I, I, I pegged you as the wrong point guard. You're Chris Paul. Stop whining to the refs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell right here. Is yeah, ser seriously. I'd also add to your point, Mark, Foxborough Hot Tubs was the most fun Green Day was since Dookie. I loved the Foxborough Hot Tubs album when they just put that out as, as that band. Mm -hmm. And uh, and also, I think I sent you this Trey Cool on Letterman. Mm -hmm. Every time that Green Day was on Letterman, Trey Cool would just throw himself out of the drum kit, run through the crowd, tackle mm -hmm. things, just try to mm -hmm. hurt himself. I'm like... Man, I don't know. It's it's weird when the coolest guy in the band isn't the lead singer. But whatever. <laughs> like fall, like Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Mark, that that is still you. Which band you. took more shit unfairly? Go ahead. Um. Well, I mean, just from. I, <laughs> Uh, my argument for this would be, you know, the fact that, you know, people are going to make fun of Green Day because they're more of a commercial success. Does that mean they took more shit on Fairly? I, I... Well, both these bands took a lot of shit. 
argument throughout this whole thing is that green day sold out they're commercial they're mm, not true mm. to their roots you know no. this comes this comes from a band that you know th- this this comes from a band that started out as grunge and couldn't hack it with their first album had to turn around to more of like an alt rock band or green day green day initially got shit for the uh for the american idiot out before before everything happened they weren't no one understood why they were changing because that was like not punk they were now like rock and they were ne- telling a story about two people, you know, like a, almost like a love story. And they were like this band that just got off of pretty much a shitty album. I think like Warning was the album before that, which was Warning itself was a great song. But before that, I mean, besides that, nothing else too great. Um, but they got a lot of shit for kind of reinventing themselves with that. And plus that was during 2004 we were bombing Iraq and they were coming out very pro liberal so there was a lot of conservative backlash on them i think they called out like i don't know if they said killed george bush or something um but uh it, it, they took a lot of flack for american idiot and that and then like kind of turned around they asked them you know i mean the sellout is going to be kind of hard to argue sellout because they had a broadway play <laughs> around american idiot but uh, I, I don't know what shit STP took. They're kind of, you know, I, I, I don't, well, I don't they're, know what they took. They've been catching a lot of shit from you. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Jared, go ahead. I think one of the things to, to making an argument is to understanding both sides of it, um, which Mark clearly doesn't there. So anyway, like, yeah, STP definitely took more shit. And no one's saying Green Day sold out because, um, because of that. They, uh, they made a couple, you know, the progression was you said they they kind of took off after um, American Idiot. They put a lot of shitty stuff out before that. What STP did is they didn't couldn't hack it as grunge. They did what all great artists do. They put out a really <laughs> solid first record, combined uh, it with an even more solid third record, combined it with a third record that was just so far off the charts artistically that now, like 30 years later, critics are finally starting to say we were wrong. Here's your argument right here. The critics are saying right now, if you look at Rolling Stone and Spin and all the people that shit on them, they're saying we were wrong about STP. They were a great band. We unfairly shit on them because it was an easy target, right? Just like Billy Joe saying he took aim at conservatives. He, it would have been more balls for him to take a conservative approach. Every fucking band is supposed to take a liberal approach. That's the name of the game. That is the weakest, pussiest shit to do right there. <laughs> Oh, I'm against George Bush. Look at me. That's so brave of me to be in a rock band and say that shit. It's not like he's in the Dixie Chicks where his bread and butter is going to take it out. No, they took shit unfairly their entire career. They didn't focus on the music. They focused on a poor guy's drug problem who the drug problem was caused by mental illness. Everyone just shit on Wyland that, you know, his entire time. And like, listen, he had a lot of that coming himself. But the fact was, there was a lot of people doing drugs at that time. He was far from the only one. And no one wanted to talk about the, the, the music. They just wanted to talk about the singer's drug problem, you know? But from Core to Purple to Tiny Music to Number Four with their best selling and most, you know, off the charts in terms of artistic Sour Girl to Shangri La Da, which sounded like a fucking Beatles album. That band got the most shit, and they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, bands like Aerosmith, the, the forebearers, will tell you that they should be in there. It's ridiculous. Speculation. So, we don't know if Aerosmith will actually say that. 
so Jared won that round. Even Yo, can we limit the amount of times that Bilski can use that Scott Wine was a drug addict as a reason for all his answers for his questions? I mean, that is we, literally what he's been using for every single answer. These, this mental uh, illness, it, drug it addict, not sure what's gonna happen. Material to the question, and I don't disagree. And you didn't touch on the fact I mean, that Billy Joe Armstrong was an alcoholic. I don't bring that right. up all the time. But but you should have right, though. That's part but of it, it. it's not part of his the narrative of what he got shit for. And also, you didn't talk about the fact that early on in Green Day's career, they weren't punk enough. When Dookie broke through, all the punk guys, I mean, John Linden, the, the front man of the Sex Pistols, went off about how pissed off about the way Green Day was dressing and that their sound wasn't authentically punk enough. And I think that Green Day, I give them credit for making the music they wanted to make. And that's how they ended up making music that was deviated way. Like they were making piano based ballads later because they made the music they want to make. Like it didn't have to fit into that little box, you know, uh, Stone Temple Pilots early on was just considered a Pearl Jam knockoff and they weren't Seattle enough and they were an Alice in Chains knockoff and none of it was fair. So I'm defending my question now because they both <laughs> took a lot of unfair shit, but Bilski's answer was better. We're tied up at three apiece. And the next question is, which band had better aesthetics? I did Go understand ahead. this question. I did understand it. Does it mean like album art? Ooh, I didn't mean it that way, but that would be a fair interpretation. I mean, when you see the band live, when you see them in videos, uh, and the way they present themselves, that's part of rock and roll, dude. Hmm. All right, go ahead, Jared. I mean, I'm going to use some of this, the same stuff I've said before. Uh, I'm just going to sit talk about him being a drug addict. No, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Um, w- when you look at um, Green Day, and I- I'm saying this, they they look like any three white dudes in a band, you know, and which is not a bad thing to say. But you look at STP, and you see a fucking rock and roll band. You see a rock and roll band with probably the last great frontman there was, or one of the last great frontmen. You know, um, th- that's aesthetics right there. And then you have this guy who's also got this. They they had a fashion sense about them, which was totally scorned at that time right it was like they came out during grunge and everyone was saying fuck that fuck how you look and all that and he completely embraced it i'm gonna be a vain rock star and he owned that and i think that paid dividends for him he would he would you know there was a time where wyland was the biggest rock star you know you knew that name the guy he was scott wyland and you knew him as wyland so aesthetically you look at Wyland, you look at the art, you look at the band, you see them live, you see a dangerous act. You, you see Green Day, you see three guys that could be from Mark's hometown, you know, just hanging out in Jinkos, doing whatever they do. Getting angry at the people doing drugs in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I took this question very, I thought this was talking about like album art. Uh, uh, and color, and let's so hear it. I, 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 I well, I didn't really have anything because Green Day's album art isn't considered. I don't consider anything right. I don't. I, so I took this question. I, I apologize, John. I don't. I, I mean, I mean, those people. I can't even argue. I mean, you know, they, you know, they had pyrotechnics so they had you know guitarists, but it wasn't like they, um, uh, uh you know, they didn't. Uh, Dookie was a cool album cover though. Like that, that, that was. was- it Very was, cool but that's, pre- that's pretty much the only one because Kerplunk was just like a sketch of a girl, and 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 I think Warding was just the three of them in a black and white photo, and American Idiot was mm-hmm. a 
hand grenade heart, which is like iconic now. But you know, as far as that's how I took the aesthetic, I didn't think it was like well, live performance. And, and the new album is Father of All Motherfuckers, and he designed the little like he designed the little what's it a bird on it? Billy Joe Armstrong did it himself, and that's that's a funny thing to the whole notion that they're not punk enough. Like, dude, they're one of their breakthrough songs. They're talking about masturbation. People didn't do that shit back then. Yeah, and then coming out against Bush, like that's that's pretty intense. They're one of the biggest bands in the world, and their album is called father of all motherfuckers you know the the iheart music festival they come out and trash the festival i i think in a lot of ways they were pretty punk rock um maybe not musically i miss i miss (laughs) our sort of question yeah all right well jared wins that round okay four three and then this next question which i really am excited to hear both your answers better side projects i mean two words velvet revolver you know that that you don't you don't strike lightning twice and they did especially after he'd been written off velvet revolver was a really fucking huge band and not only were they huge they put out two really amazing albums and and they were a phenomenal live performance they were a super group that everyone expected to fucking fail because it had slash and wyland and duff mckagan and matt sorm in it and they didn't they exceeded everyone's expectations in spite of themselves so that right there should be alone but that's not all there is uh before that wyland was in a band called the magnificent bastards they had a song called um uh mockingbird girl that was a hit on mtv for a while it was part of the tank girl soundtrack they also were on the john lennon um working class hero tribute and they did a song called how do you sleep he channeled lennon he was amazing there was um art of um our uh, army of anyone the DeLeos, um with the filter guy richard patrick which had a lot of really solid stuff on there and talk show at the time had a couple pretty decent things dave coots from 10 inch men so side projects what happens is when you put really talented musicians around other really talented musicians the side projects flourish as did everything any member of STP was in. Um, that doesn't even count for all the times that Wyland was background vocals and this on other people's, you know, he did a lot of stuff with, um, he was on um, Deftones, a couple songs that he didn't even take credit for. So. Wow. Strong Mark. What do you got? <laughs> I did not know the Velvet Revolver because I do like Velvet Revolver. <laughs> you didn't know that was Wyland? I did no, I just knew it was the guy from Guns N' Roses. Um uh Dustin Kagan. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> That's hilarious. I, 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 I do like Velvet Revolver. They were I, I did like Dude, the first Velvet Revolver album is incredible. And and they came out around the same time as Audio Slaves, so it was just yeah. natural to compare them because it's like, all right, mm-hmm. is it the match? up of rage against the machine and chris cornell or do we like guns and roses with wyland and frankly i think velvet revolver won and and i liked i think both of them had good results um both of them definitely came up with a ton of good songs but just by virtue what's the name of the first velvet revolver album um it wasn't libertad it was called contraband 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 was such a good album and uh jared you also didn't mention happy and galoshes which i didn't even realize till i was researching for this podcast Podcast. The solo stuff, yeah. yeah I guess his you second count solo, solo album. Stuff, yeah. I loved that, and I didn't even realize that all the critics hated that album. But yeah, I and, love that album. And his first solo album was Twelve Bar Blues um, with uh, they had a song called um, 
later year roof brings me down i had like cheryl crow playing the fucking accordion and that was one of those cult classics it didn't sell any records but to this day people love that album so barbarella mockingbird girl um where's the man there's a ton of songs that people just to this day really love and that was when he was on heroin but still mark what do you have anything Besides no, well, <laughs> other than love for velvet revolver <laughs> i didn't realize that that um parts of uh of velvet revolver um but who else was in velvet revolver besides um guns and roses and um the, there was this dude called dave kushner and i forget what band yeah. he was and he played rhythm guitar yeah, and he was like yeah. he was the only guy so it was like a bunch of like ex kind of junky guy it's one of the funniest things. If anything, if you don't look at anything, there's a um, making of the van band velvet revolver. And mm-hmm. it's uh it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen about music. It's like spinal tap, but it's real. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. they're trying to get Wyland to show up to sing uh, for the Hulk soundtrack. And yeah. he's like, Oh, I'm stuck in traffic. And he shows up and they're like, and then he told us he wasn't clean. And then they go up in the mountains and they do martial arts. And then he's like, and then I got clean. It's the funniest shit ever. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, 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 it's, yeah, it's going to be hard to argue. Bar might be the best super group of all time. I mean, I don't know. Is there a better people, one than them? Uh, people don't really, really hate them, right. too. So yeah. that, I mean, I think that's how you know they're a good group. I mean, because <laughs> the, the comparison to Green Day, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay giving up the point the point for this one because i didn't realize that stp was a velvet revolver not that i was like i, I know i'm casual but i'm not like a hardcore velvet revolver. i just like i know a few that i know and uh, smash was it i do the guns and roses part because i like guns and roses so that's is that, the, on there. is that the contraband tattoo on your neck i see underneath <laughs> but to but, go back to the best lyrics uh conversation big machine um by velvet revolver was it felt so autobiographical like wyland really put himself out out there on that tune yeah um I, you know there's a lot of very personal just about the the magnifying glass of like people calling him gay and people calling him yeah, a junkie yeah. and people calling him a piece of shit and these yep. i made these decisions myself and he was like wow that's yeah yeah, yeah it's intense all right Jared I mean, scott, was, scott wasn't the only person that come out i mean billy joe armstrong i mean i i'm not am i allowed to say he has uh, it's called slanderous, uh, you know, you know, not very uh, appropriate gay words in his songs. I mean, the F word is used yeah, in his yeah, yeah. songs, people call them. But, you know, I was, I was going to go down the road of, of uh, the Green Day, the secret, the network uh, side project, but I couldn't, it doesn't hold up versus Velvet Revolver. So I'm not going to even, I do like, I will make a mention that they do cover, I'd see, I'm, I'm, I also like the Misfits and they uh, cover, um teenager uh teenagers from mars in that and that's uh that's pretty cool and the fact that they denied that they were in the network and then opened for green day and were in green day was also really uh, pretty funny but I, okay. as far as music coming out yeah well, you relinquished that one i would have if i was you i would have made a better point for fox pro hot tubs because that one fox pro hot tubs album is is pretty cool i like okay. it a lot i didn't, mean didn't uh billy joe just like the last year put out an album covers like with, yeah. within he well they did a green day did album covers called like uh shenanigans i think were all covers is well, it like 20 is it is it 20 like in 2020 or like before that uh, 
No, well, no, Shenanigans came out a lot. Shenanigans came out before American Idiot. I mean, oh, I no, think no, that no. was they, like just this year. I think oh. Billy Joe put out. He had, he, well, that's, that's some his next question. Don't oh. step on it, fellas. Oh, okay. It's still my podcast. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Mark, I'll let you go first. Who had better, uh, better at singing covers? Better covers? Uh, Green Day. I, I for sure. I, I mean, as much as I was, as much as I'll concede, um, uh, uh, as much as I will concede that, you know, that that Scott, you know, Scott Lyons had kind of better side projects. But the the fact Green Day, the Shenanigans album has, it, 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 they're all great because the thing here's here's what makes great cover songs. One, they're not songs that have been covered before. Like these are just like maybe B sides that are being covered, which is all what shenanigans are. Uh, and then two, they uh, the other great thing about covers is like they make you think about the song differently. So it's not just like a louder version of it, you know, like like something like um, um, Disturbed doing Sounds of Silence is a great example of kind of like what I'm approaching. Green Day did that with shenanigans. They put like this, it almost sounded like uh, they almost made it sound like that. The, they almost put like an Irish like punk feel to some of those songs you know i'm trying to replay back in my head but don't i'm trying to think back in my head which ones there i don't know but i mean i don't even know that the stp even do cover songs at all i don't even know green bay had a whole album of them so i don't even know if stp even did them i don't know that you've named any though Because online you can find them doing live covers and some of them are pretty thrilling. They did a cover of That Thing You Do. I love that song. Um, They do Stand By Me. I know. Well, I know they do. I know they do. They do, they do, uh, they do um, uh, Thunderstruck from ACDC, but I feel like that every band does that cover. So I like that. Yeah. That's what I like, but I, I, it's I, hard is because. So, all right, Jared, go ahead. In every single, like, in every point that you make, like STP, or I mean, I'm not even going to get into Wyland alone seeing covers, but like you start with STP. Um, rare songs that they do um break on through and five to one from the doors in a way that was just like phenomenal and also their own they also did dancing days in a completely different way by zeppelin um then revolution was a huge hit for them and then you take it all the way to uh, a rare Christmas time is here, the Charlie Brown song, and they completely made that their own. So you got this this band that not only can do these rare songs or these big songs, but it shows such a huge range, the range to the point where like he can do Christmas standards and rock and roll songs and anything in between. So I think that alone makes uh, STP the winner cover wise. Plus, you know, but like it's probably irrelevant to say Wylan has a whole album of covers and Christmas standards, too. Christmas. He's yeah. Christmas songs. Just yeah. listen to him. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. To listen to a dude that sang "Dead and Bloated" and have yourself a merry little Christmas just shows you what a oh, great God. singer he what really was. One of your questions, Joshman, who sold out 
the most. And I think that would have been it. You did, great. You did a Christmas album. I, I would counter it's not selling out if you really are into it. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's the same uh, argument that Green Day should use about money like, grab. This is the- money grab. Money mm-hmm. grab. No, I, I think you know what? $8,000 on that album. I don't, I don't <laughs> consider that a sellout move. I don't consider Green Day, you know, licensing their music for a Broadway show to be a sellout move. This is what art's about. You know, if, if you, that would be amazing to write music that was performed on Broadway. Are you kidding me? Like that's antiquated thinking. Do what you want to do. I'm, I, think it's I'm more of a, I think it's more of a sellout move to just do the shit that people are telling you to do because exactly. doing anything else would be a sellout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm so. with you. Jared wins that round again. All right. Favorite moment. Go ahead. Jared. Ah, yeah. There, um, there's this moment. Um, well, there's the one that a lot of people would know is, is MTV Unplugged. So, so here you have this band that was just universally shit on by critics and um, loved by fans, you know, number one album. And then they come in and they, they were saying they, they were basically just this joke of a grunge band. And they put on this acoustic set with this, the word aesthetics, perfect Wyland in a rocking chair is just iconic. And they strip down all their songs and they sound phenomenal, particularly this new song, Big M. So I'd either say that or plush headbangers ball where you took a song that people knew one way and you just took a dude and a guitar and it was just beautiful. So either of those. And personally, Rolling Rock Town Fair 2001. <laughs> and yes, Mark, I was on drugs at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. By the way, I went to the Rolling Rock Town Fair in 2000. Uh, which uh, where was, was it? Wasn't where it's it's in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, like near. Oh, well, that ma- okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. I apologize. I that makes sense. So awesome. now. Sorry. Yeah. So are, right, are you apologizing because you're like, oh, you should have been doing drugs. You were in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. So, I mean, my family from out from Pittsburgh ways, and so I drive through Latrobe. I knew Rolling Rock used to be made in Latrobe, and it just didn't, it just didn't click for me at all. So, you're um, apologizing to your family in case they're listening. <laughs> All right, Mark. Mark, best moment. Um, best moment for. Well, I get okay. So I took when when you sent this question out, I was thinking about my best moment, which was go ahead, man. Okay, because I, I guess I should probably clarify some of these questions with you ahead of time. But I didn't no, think about no, band's best I like moment, it but, being open to your interpretation. All right, so I I so. Before, like, it just got get, kept getting played over and over and over again on the radio. Long view. Long view is one of those songs. And even, like, there's another song called Christy Road. Which is on Kerplunk. Uh, the one beat, yeah. Yeah, they, they, like those songs, like, um, I remember, like, just like good times when I was like in seventh grade. And it, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I remember, I can, I can, vis- it's hard for me to remember where I was when I heard certain songs, even though Chrissy Road had been out for a couple years prior to when I heard it. 
I don't know where I was when I heard Christy Road. I remember where I was when, like, like when I, because I, my parents weren't buying me Green Day, so I had to go to a buddy's house to listen to them. So I'd go to my friend's house, and he would have the CDs that he would get from the wall, and he would put them on, and we would listen, like we would listen with our headphones. Like he would listen to it, and I would listen to it. And so, like, I, I like every that. time I hear Longview and Christy Road, like those two songs specifically, I like get transported back to like. You know, and I don't talk to that guy anymore. And it's like just good, t- you know, I don't know. It just like there's a good feeling, nostalgia moment when I hear it. And like Longview is like way overplayed now. So kind of like that, mo- that moment kind of dolls with how many times I've heard that song now in my lifetime. But like Chrissy Road does not get played. So when I when I hear Chrissy Road and talk, I think the song's even about like, you know, like this guy just wants to go down you know, the place where he hangs out and like me and this guy would like, we just hang, hang out, listen to like, never heard this kind of music before, you know, it just, trans- that, that was my personal favorite moment from Green Day was like hearing something because before that, um, you know, I was listening to like Chumbawamba. And uh, Billy Joel, you know, like I never heard songs like, you know, and so like Green Day really, it was green. I mean, Green Day and, um, sublime were really the two and then maybe a little bit of effect offspring like really got me like involved in that kind of like that punk kind you know pop punk i should you know probably like nirvana you know kind of was you know i didn't get really at that age or whatever but um like as far as a moment like i don't know long view christy road hearing that song for the first time was my one of my favorite moments you guys took you answered it completely differently. I got to give the point to Mark. I like I like when things get personal. I want to know <laughs> about you guys too. All right, so Mark, go ahead. Give me your closing argument. I, I, I will say Jared was a formidable opponent. He definitely knows STP at the back of his hand. But this is not a this is not a who knows the band the best. This is which band is the best and over time 50 years from now more people will know more about green day there will always be that subset uh you know kind of alt culture people that hang with stp and and go to wyland's grave site and you know whatever shoot up or whatever but like they you know (laughs) but green day is a band that will outlive everything and will outlive themselves you know and they were the startup pop punk um they were they kind of because re- there was no there was no punk you know between like the the 70s or the late 60s 70s with like sex pistols clash there really wasn't a punk kind of world you know till mm. green day mm. kind of put them back on mm. the mat you may argue there were bands that did punk or did grunge but not to the effect of the commercial success and, and popularized the way Green Day did. And they're still popular today. We're talking about, what, 30 years later? They're still being talked about in the news, being relevant. They, you know, you, you said come out with another album. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, you can say that there's a bias with that. But still, I don't know if STP's even been in considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, commercial success, money. Fans still playing together. There's, you know, I'm sure it's been interfighting, but not like crazy shit like Guns N' Roses has been through. They they are a bit, more people out, after all our kids are dead. There'll be more people that know about Green Day than will know about STP. They will stand the test of time. STP will not. Wow. Jared. All I, uh, that well said. Um, 
but all I really heard from from you was that like commercially they're they're a better band, and I can't argue that. I mean, I can't argue that. Uh, it, they they were around longer. They put out more albums. Um, we can go over that. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing that if you're talking about a band like the entire package, STP is a better band. They, we're talking about alternative rock here, right? They're this is a rock and roll band with a true frontman who every fucking album they change and they challenge themselves. Something that Green Day did not do. You know, they put out a lot of albums that they sound exactly the same. All right. This is a band that is better live, is better musically. No one will argue that Scott Weiland isn't a better singer than Billy Joe Armstrong. He's, he's a better lyricist. So even though they might have more commercial success, more albums, more still around, it doesn't matter. In the time period that STP was running, they were the better band. And I disagree with you. I think in 20 to 30 years, songs like um, Interstate Love Song, which is probably one of the best rock and roll songs, period period is going to be a more relevant song than any of the shit that green day has so those things combined i say yes stp is the better band all right well you guys were both fantastic jared congratulations on the win you we you won six to four mark you brought it you brought it buddy but uh jared just put up more points what can I say? Lucky I got four points with an all biased judging panel. So, you know, this is I'll, I'll take this as a personal win. Mark, you should you should just be happy that your band is still around and making music. This is a bitter, <laughs> a bitter, almost 40 year old man uh, that will never be able to relive his heyday. And he should, you know, <laughs> so but it, it was fun talking to you. And I'm, I'm glad that you were uh, you're passionate about it. Well, when John reached out, he was like, uh, he was, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was like, I don't know STP. It was, it's, and I didn't have the time to like get deep into like pick apart STP stuff because I didn't really know the band super well. But you could, uh, you could, you could have researched them as much as you wanted. They're still the better band. <laughs> and, uh, it's, not the, it's not a bad thing to just jam out to a new band that a lot of people love that you I, didn't really get to have I, your moment with. Well, I really wanted, I, I guess I really wanted, cause the, the one that I was fretting would have been Soundgarden because not only, not only are you could argue like the, the, the the what's what's the word I'm looking for with like bands like the 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 deep, I don't what am I looking for like the like just the originality and uh, original I don't know what the word I'm looking for but like a band that just touches people in a, in a certain way you know like they have that mixed with the stinging of the the death of uh, you know uh, kick, oh yeah, of, yeah 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 so you could have that one I would have been real nervous about going well, going up again Sublime I, I, I would have had a, I I know Sublime you know the catalog i would have been more prepared to debate and pick apart sublime or whatever as like a are we making excuses green... now and danny chimes in with sublime, sublime blow just give me a break dude <laughs> but i will I, say I sublime is less fun now than it was very when distracting I was can, we, can, can we all agree that underrated uh alt rock band and also with a philly tie-in in that era blind melon Oh, great. Have you, seen melon. His, have you seen the documentary that, um, no, there's a document. Oh, spoon man. Is that the no, one no, no, spoon? no, no. So, um, I, I watched it last year. <laughs> Danny, what are you laughing at? Cobble? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny Clinch is this like photographer that used to photograph like 
Bruce Springsteen and all these, like mm-hmm. Pearl Jam and all these rock people. And he went on tour with Blind Melon and um, he got a hold of the lead singer. He used to do these video diaries. So every day he would do these like back the VHS uh, thing. And he put out a two that. hour documentary and it's just fascinating. Like that's another guy that was just clearly nuts, but mm-hmm. um, super Shout talented. Wait, what's the, what's the documentary called? Um, all, all I can say, I think it oh, came out. Okay. Yeah. And it's just yeah. the whole documentary is composed of um the lead singer Shannon Hoon's video footage, his like stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, so interesting. Just edit it and cut. It's really, really good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is STP right. your favorite band of all time, Jared? It is, and okay. I wear that like a badge, man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I'm surprised you didn't pick that up. He doesn't walk around with this kind of knowledge about every band. Hey, <laughs> as long as we're promoting things, why don't you guys promote yourselves? Mark, what, give everyone your info. Oh, um, you got my website, markstad.com, uh, and my uh, – Spell that. <laughs> M-A-R-C-S-T-A-U-D.com. Um, and uh, it's funny. I don't know markstadmeyer.com. Well, Merrily does. Um, I uh, – uh, uh, and um, uh, my uh, my web series, Get to the Joke, season two coming out late summer. All new interviews. Fun web series. If you guys nice. like comics and, and like picking apart their brains and how they come up with jokes, Thanks, uh, look that up on YouTube. I enjoy it a lot. Jared? I, I mean, I'll just say like Twitter for now. I, I, uh, at Jared Bilski on Twitter. Um, I, I have a website with like a picture of me in a troll's costume that says under construction, jaredbilski.com. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's B I L S K I. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. need you to do it. <laughs> yeah, of course, Probably guys. Like Twelve this, followers. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. All right, guys, you can follow me at Peaks underscore Podcasts. That's my Instagram. Um, you know, like the Facebook page, rate and review it. Tell a friend, get vaccinated. Don't be an asshole. And uh, and thank you guys so much for for this uh, has been being a presentation the of the Wasted Robot and, Network. Uh, we'll go out for more information on this and other podcasts. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.